Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm Arjun from Brentwood, Tennessee, and today we will be talking about Bennett's War, Dora and the Lost City of Gold, Gumby 80 Series, Volume 2, Octonauts Season 3, Blinded by the Light, and The Illuminated, the true story of the Illuminati. And right now, I am here with Jolene to talk about Bennett's War, who also attended a um, screening and and met some of the talent behind this. So, tell us what, what were your overall thoughts of the movie, Jolene? Um, I thought the movie was really inspiring. When I first looked at the trailer, um, I wasn't very intrigued. But when I watched it, it was totally different than what I had expected. Yeah, I've I've watched this movie. And when I watched the trailer, too, I wasn't very intrigued. But uh, when I watched the movie, it was much better. I, um, I think my favorite parts are definitely the motocross race scenes. What did you think about the race scenes? Um, I thought the race scenes were really suspenseful and like all of the people who were watching with me just they were just chanting like come on come on come on because everyone really wants Marshall Bennett to win and they want him to be able to succeed so everyone was like really on the edge of their seats waiting to see what would happen. Very interesting. Um, what do you think about the actors overall? I thought everyone did um, a really good job. I especially like Ali Afsar as um, Cypher, I believe his name was. He was just great comic com- com- comedic relief. But what were your overall thoughts of the actors here? Um, yeah, Ali Afshar as Cyrus. He was really good and funny. Um, I also thought Michael Rourke and Allison Page. They everything they act, everything they you know pr- portrayed, and all the scenes were very emotional, and it really shows the realism and like it really shows the audience like what it's like to be a wife of a soldier or to be the soldier and like what challenges they have to face like when they get injured and even when they come back they still live normal lives as people very interesting what do you think about um trace adkins uh character as uh um, the main character's dad because you know he actually lives close to where I live, so I found that interesting that he's in the movie. Yeah, Trace Adkins, the country singer, he did really well acting, and um, his role was mainly as the the inspirational person, like the support to motivate Sophie Bennett and Marshall Bennett. So he did really well. He acted very fatherly and was a great support to Marshall Bennett and Sophie Bennett. I agree. I especially love his voice. It's very um, deep and gravelly, and it just it it just kind of fits his character. So, did you have a favorite scene in this movie? I did. I my favorite scene is the one where Cyrus goes up to the rival men who messed with Marshall Bennett's bike, and he acts all tough despite the fact that he's surrounded by a bunch of muscular men, and he just goes up to one of them, pulls down the shorts and punches them and I thought that was really bold and shocking 
And he acted so smug, he turned around and started to walk away, but he got beat up. And I thought it was really funny. Yeah, I agree. That was definitely one of my favorite scenes, too. Cyrus is just is just a great character. He's a friend that looks out for everyone. So what, what um, messages do you say are in the movie? Um, definitely ones of hope and inspiration and... When I talked to some of the actors, that was what they wanted the audience to feel as well. They wanted them to be hopeful and know that you can do anything you want to. You just got to give it your all. And that's really what this movie is about. Like, if you fail, just keep going and keep trying again. Uh, I did notice that um, there was some language and a few, like, references that could, like, offend a few viewers. Did you feel like they detracted from the message- messages they were delivering? Um, no, I, I don't think they detracted from the message, but I just think that if you are sensitive to that, maybe don't let your kids watch that, watch it. Yeah, I agree, too. I just noticed that, you know, we bring it up because Kids First, you know, it's a, it's a show. We talk about the family and... There are a few just scenes um, that mm-hmm. could be inappropriate to younger viewers, but I feel it's it's still a movie that all ages could watch. Um, what would you say your age rating and star rating is? Um, for me, the age rating would be 10 to 18, but even adults would definitely enjoy it. And of course, I give it five out of five stars. It was a wonderful, inspirational film. I agree. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we are talking about Bennett's War, The Peanut Butter Falcon, Dora and the Lost City of Gold, Gumby's 80 series, Volume 2, Octonauts Season 3, Blinded by the Light, and Illuminati, the true story of the Illuminati. And we are continuing our discussion about Bennett's War with Jolene. And let's talk about uh, the talent you met. Uh, Was this like a um, press junket? Yeah, it was actually the premiere of the movie, and it was at uh, the Warner Brothers Studios lot. Where is that? In L.A. In L.A. Very interesting. So, who did you meet? So, like, a lot of people were there from the movie. Um, Blake Shelton was there, Gwen Stefani. But I got to talk to Michael Rourke, who plays Marshall Bennett. Also, I got to interview Allison Page, who plays Sophie Bennett. And then um, I got to talk to Ali Afshar, who plays Cyrus. And he's also a co-producer of the film. And I talked to... Uh, who else did I talk to? I, oh, Michael King, who plays Riley, who's, who's, who is Marshall Bennett's best friend in the film. Yeah. Very interesting. So what was the most interesting thing you learned? Like it could be from any of the actors there that you just did not expect to hear. Um, well, they whenever I ask them the question of like, what do you want the audience to take away from this film? What do you want them to feel after leaving? They all wanted everyone, like I said, to be inspired and to be motivated. And they just sometimes like their answer got very personal and they talked about their experiences like as as themselves you know not as their character um so they were just giving a lot of I guess advice you could say like they're saying don't give up make sure you give it your all when you go for your dreams and like to take risks and yeah I agree. That, uh, that was definitely one of the most interesting things I took away, that uh, the movie's messages can be open-minded. Like, anyone can interpret it as something, but it's still very positive, and I, I like that about the movie. 
so who was the um, funniest overall? Like, who would you say was uh, just overall out there? Um, I can't really say out of the whole cast because I didn't really talk to the whole cast. But the person who was um, kind of making more jokes and being, you know, sarcastic and whatnot um, was Hunter Cloudus, who plays, um, I think it's Cal Walker who is the rival motorcycle racer against Marshall Bennett. And yeah, he was just really funny and really relatable. For sure. I agree. So you got to um, interview some of the um, producers, right? Is that right? Yes. Uh, what was that like? Did you get a, a knowledge of like how, how it was when they were pitching the movie and that sort of things? Um, yeah, so I met... Ali Ashar, who is a co-producer, and then the other producer is Christina Moore. And uh, they definitely got to have their idea of the film. Um, like, they were able to have a say in some parts of it. Um, Christina Moore, she was the one who picked the actors that would go for the roles. Um, but I think the main person who does all the the like staging and everything like how they wanted to feel was um the directors which i i didn't really get to talk to them mm, very very interesting even though you didn't get to talk to the directors you got to talk to the producers and you got a very good insight of how uh the movie was made and all of that this has been a great discussion let's take a break I'm Arjun from Berlin, Tennessee, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Octonauts Season 3, and also Kids First has launched a co-funding campaign to help support our um, film critics program. We are halfway through our goal of $15,000, and today we ask for your support to help expand, uh, expand Kids First training and educational opportunities for kids, both nationally and around the world. 100% of your donation supports our Kids First Film Critics training and implementation. To donate, go to www.crowdrise.com slash help kids first expand training and audience. This will help us a lot. Please and thank you. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. To become a Kids First Film Critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Sahiba and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We just finished talking about Bennett's War with Jolene and next we're going to be talking with Ella about Illuminated, the true story of the Illuminati. Welcome to the show, Ella. Um, thank you for having me. How are you? I'm great. How about you? I'm so excited to talk to you today. Yeah, I appreciate the enthusiasm. I'm really excited. Yeah, I've heard so much about Illuminati over the past few years, and I never quite like got the full understanding. So um, what can you tell me about this documentary and how much depth it goes into about Illuminati? Well, it really does go into depth. I mean, it really goes and explains all the different sections of the Illuminati, the levels in those sections. Um, but I mean, I don't want to say too much without like spoiling the whole thing. Um, but it really does go into depth about it. Um, maybe a little too much so that it was like boring to me. Oh, really? Oh, no. How come did it get boring? Was it also um, the way that it was told? Yeah, like, the narration was just very bland, and, like, I hate to be negative, but there wasn't really a lot of character, there wasn't really a lot of, you know, um, positive, like, like, positive aspects to it. I'm not gonna say the film was poorly made, because it wasn't, but it was just, it was just, I've just found it boring, and, like, that's just my own personal opinion. I just thought that it was boring. Okay, and so um, is it just told through narration, or do they use any other techniques? Well, it's a voiceover, so um, they have actors, like, acting it out. The actors aren't saying anything, but you can, like, you see, like, what's going on. And, like, I that was the thing that I did appreciate about the film was um, the actors and the visuals and the props and, like, how creative they got with that. That's the one thing that I did really like about the film. But for the most part, it's just, like the story is just voiceover narration. Okay, well, I'm sad to hear that it was so boring for you. But um, what can you tell me about the acting um, in the reenactment? Well, there was no, like, speech. Like, the actors didn't talk at all. Um, so, I mean, I just saw, like, them... I mean, they did a very good job portraying their characters for not being able to talk. They... Um, you could see, like, the expressions on their faces, and, like, um, I thought they did a really great job. Awesome. And were these reenactments, they're really true to their period with the sets and the costumes? Oh, my God, 100%. Like, that's the one thing that I was, like, that I said in my review that, like, I really liked was the costumes, and um, it was just a very creepy theme, very medieval, or, like, 1700s time period like it was just it was great I really enjoyed it nice and how are they able to create this sort of eerie atmosphere like you just mentioned 
Um, well, by using props and, you know, like the story of the Illuminati, like, is a little, a lot of people have many preconceived notions about, like, how it's creepy, and I mean, it does shed some light on that, but it also, like, you see skulls, you see coffins, like, you get the whole vibe. Ooh, that's that's the Illuminati I know. Do they um sort of shed light on how maybe some of these theories that people think um what Illuminati is, how it could be wrong, or like do they shine light on that perspective as well? They definitely do. The film's very biased because the people that made it um were our Freemasons. Like they are part of. Like, not the Illuminati, they say that the Illuminati's over, the Illuminati's gone, um, and that it wasn't as, like, scary or creepy as some people think it was, and I don't necessarily think that it's, like, scary or creepy, I just don't know if I 100% believe everything that was said in this film, just because it's, they're biased, because oh. That's really interesting. Um, so do you think that the Illuminati still exists after watching this documentary? Well, the thing is, after watching the documentary, they want you to not think it's still real because they explicitly say that it's over and that it doesn't exist anymore. But I don't know if I believe that personally, just based on, you know, conspiracy theories. And, you know, as I said before, they're biased, so... Okay, very interesting. And so, um, finally, though, what would you say the age range and star rating should be of Illuminated? Um, I'd say the age range would be for kids ages 10 to 18, because some of the themes are a little creepy. Um, And I would give it three out of five stars. Okay, well, it's been a pleasure talking to you, Ella. Thank you so much for being here today. Of course, thank you for having me. Yeah, and so be sure to check out Illuminated, the true story of Illuminati in theaters today. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about Bennett's War, Illuminated, the true story of Illuminati, Dora and the Lost City of Gold, Gumby, the 80s series, Volume 2, The Peanut Butter Falcon, and Blinded by the Light. And right now, I'm going to be talking with our new Kids First film critic, Mia, who's 8 years old and from Miami, about Dora and the Lost City of Gold. Welcome to the show, Mia. I'm so thrilled to talk to you today. I'm so thrilled to talk to you too, too. Yeah, so um, what did you think about Dora and the Lost City of Gold? I loved the movie. It was funny and it was full of adventure. Nice. And so um, what is going on in the film? What storyline does it follow? Um, it stars her. Um, as a teenager now, who is shipped off from Jungle Subaru to Los Angeles, California. Oh, sounds really interesting. I've heard a lot about this film, and I'm pretty excited to see it. So, what did you think about the acting in Dora and the Lost City of Gold? I loved the character Isabella Monet, who played Dora. She was quirky, cute, and fit the whole the role perfectly she was like the best character very nice and what were your thoughts on the acting of um the other characters like boots perhaps or some of the other ones boots was the super cute and he kind of looked like the girl not that much but he was 
you, and he was everywhere with Dora. Nice. And so, what did you think um, about the CGI of these animals? Was it fairly realistic? No, it was too cartoony for me. Okay, I see. Um, but what did you think about the costumes and the set designs? It was awesome. I thought it was really cute and it was really good. Nice. And they go to like a tomb area, right? Was it um, sort of a fun experience in the way that they did the set? Yes, it was really a fun experience for me. Nice. And so, um, do you think that there could be another Dora movie? Maybe one focused on like Diego from Go Diego Go? Yes, I absolutely think there should be another um, Dora Pixar movie, but mostly on Diego. Nice. And why do you think that? Because he he's in a movie, but I think there should be there should be a new adventure with Diego mostly. Yeah, I comp- I agree too. Dora and Diego, I loved those shows as a kid, so I'm excited for these. And so, um, what can you tell me about the special effects in the film? I think they used like, special effects when like they were in they were they were a cartoon a little bit and then they stopped and then it was super funny. Awesome. And so finally, what would you say the age range and star rating should be for Dora and the Lost City of Gold? I think the age range should be 5 through 12 years old and 4 to 5 stars. Wonderful. Well, it was such a pleasure to meet you, Mia, and I can't wait to talk to you again. Yeah, I'm so glad I talked to you. Thank you. And so be sure to check out Dora and the Lost City of Gold in theaters today. Let's take a break. I'm Sahiba. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. But right before we go, I want to quickly mention that Kids First has launched a crowdfunding campaign to help support our film critics program. We are halfway to our goal of $15,000. And today we ask for your support to help expand Kids First training and educational opportunities for kids both nationally and around the world as well. 100% of your donation supports our Kids First Film Critics training and implementation. To donate, go to www.crowdrise.com slash help kids first expand training and audience. Today's show is sponsored by Octonaut Season 3. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First Film Critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? 
Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey welcome back i'm arjun from Broward, tennessee and this is the kids first coming attractions we have been talking about bennett's war dora and the lost city of gold and illuminated the true story of the illuminati and right now we are talking with Bibi about gumby 80 series volume two welcome to the show Bibi. Thank you for having me. All right, so I haven't seen any episodes of the show, but I've you know I've searched up, maybe seen a couple of trailers, and uh, you know it just seems like a cartoon, fun cartoon for kids to watch. Uh, what is the overall main plot of this uh, show? Well, it's like fun and bubbly, and every episode is a new adventure. It's perfect for little kids. All right, good to know. Uh, what are the some of the characters like? Uh, are there any notable voice talents? Um, I've been looking on IMDb and everywhere, and I can't find any voice talents except for Art Cloakey, who created Gumby, and he is the voice of Pokey, Gumby's horse sidekick. Very interesting. Could you give us like a rundown of like the the characters on the show and what they do overall? Uh, well, Gumby, he's just a clay figure, and um, he's the main character. And Pokey is his sidekick horse who goes on his adventures with him, along with Prickle, who is a dinosaur, and Goo, who is another clay person. Very interesting. So this is, of course, a uh, full season of uh, television. Uh, so how many episodes are in the season? Um, I think about, well, there are a lot, I forget really, maybe about 50, 40. Oh, wow, that's a lot. How much is each episode, like, in terms of length? Is it like five-ish minutes? Uh, five-ish, ten-ish minutes, yeah. Did you have a favorite one? Um... Probably the wild train ride where um, um, Gumby's little sister goes on a train and the, um, and some two mischievous blockheads um, set off the train and they keep, and they can't stop it. All right, very interesting. You were listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's, today we have been talking about Bennett's War, the Peanut Butter Falcon, Dora and the Lost City of Gold. And the uh, Illuminated, the true story of the Illuminati. And right now, we are continuing our discussion of Gumby 80 series volume two with BB. So, with that being said, 
I noticed that uh, there's like a different theme to every episode. Are they like, is it just like a action show basically, or like uh, it could be like a comedy or something like that? Is or if you get what I'm meaning. Um, it's more of like a uh, family action movie series, and sometimes the episodes are um funny, and sometimes they're not as humorous. They're just more fun. Very interesting. So, are they like? Are there like action scenes, or is it just pretty chill? Uh, there's some action scenes, but they're not like action. They're just like they're action for cartoony action. Very interesting. I understand. You know, nowadays we get a lot of action in shows, but uh, they they can't show characters getting hurt and that sort of stuff. Uh, is there like any romance? Uh, no. All right. Right. How is the animation overall? What is, like, the style of the animation? It's all claymation. And, um, it's all really cool. And I think it's all really well made for the 1980s. Very interesting. Uh, did you ever get to see, like, a behind-the-scenes of, like, how, how much time it took to, like, make the sets and then the show overall, or no? Uh, no, but I do know about the story behind um, how Gumby was, like, thought of. And what's that story? So, um, there was, uh, his parents had, um, a block of clay, and the brand or the title of it was called Gumbo, and so we thought of Gumby, and the shape of Gumby, had, um, he has a um, bump on the top of his head, which was inspired by a picture of Art Clokey's, the um, creator's father, with his, um, where his head, I mean his hair, had a bump in it. Very interesting. Do you know any of the other characters, how they were created, or not really? Not really. It wasn't on IMDb at all. Interesting. So, uh, so does the series follow a overall, or is every episode just different from one another? Um, every episode is uh, different from one another. Uh, sometimes Gumby uh, walks into books, and um, he becomes a part of the story of the book, which is really cool, I think. Very interesting. So there aren't, like, two-parters or anything like that, where, like, it's, like, a continued story, but it doesn't conclude in one episode. No, I don't think so. All right. So what is uh, the overall message one should take from this? Always be creative and um, never stop trying and to always have fun and to never grow up. Very interesting. And what would you say the uh, star and the age rating is? Uh, I give it a four and a half out of five stars and recommend it for ages three to eight. And for all you adults who remember Gumby, you would um, like this too. All right. Very interesting to know. Thanks a lot, BB, for this discussion. Thank you for having me. Let's take a break. I'm Arjun from Berlin, Tennessee, and you have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions.
Today's show is sponsored by Octonaut Season 3. And I also have a very important announcement to make in that Kids First has been launching a crowdfunding um, campaign to help support our film critics program. We are halfway through our goal of $15,000. And today we ask for your support to help expand our training and our educational opportunities for kids both nationally and around the world. 100% of your donation supports our Kids First Films Critic uh, training and implementation. So please donate and go to www.crowdrise.com slash help kids first expand training and audience. Please do this. This will help us out a lot. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First Film Critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey welcome back i'm sahiba and you're listening to kids first coming attractions we just finished talking about gumby the 80 series volume 2 and next we'll be talking with morgan about blinded by the light welcome to the show morgan thank you for having me Cool. So I've heard so much about this film and I'm so excited to talk to you more about Blinded by the Light. So can we start by um, you telling me a bit about the story and the plot line? Well, the story is basically a young man who finds a love for, well, Bruce Springsteen and he actually finds out that he likes this artist a ton. And due to the fact that his parents are really religious and his family is one of those families who's like, well, they want to protect him and, you know, they love him very much. And so they say that the music isn't right for him. And he ends up like having to grow away from his family and try to protect them by leaving. And it's basically about music and how it can change a person from being the way they are and making them seem older and well grow up in a way 
every time I hear that plot, I just, I love it even more. So what did you think about the story and the way that it's told? Well, this is actually a life story. Well, sorry, a true story, I should say. And uh, I have to say that the way they told this story was very interesting. They told it from many different viewpoints, mainly the real character and the main character. So it made it seem very interesting the way they told it. And I liked the way that they made all the characters interact with their different viewpoints and all their different opinions. Oh, wow. And um, could you clarify a bit by what you mean um, that it's told from different viewpoints? Well, for example, the father and the son. Um, the son is actually the main character and the father is like one of the other characters who's in the background. But their different opinions, like the father doesn't think that Bruce Springsteen is a good influence and the son does. So they basically tell how their opinions interact by their words and their dialogue. And I like the way they did this because they showed a lot of power within their wording to each other. Aww. And so what did you think about the acting and the way they conveyed these powerful dialogues? I would have to say that I really liked it. And the actors who portrayed these characters did a fantastic job. And when they showed some of the pictures at the end of what the characters actually look like, I think that the people who brought these characters and made the people, or sorry, found the people, actually made them look a lot like the characters and people who they were portraying. Because when you looked at the pictures and the people who were actually portraying them, you saw, wow, I actually was watching this and going a little back in time. That's very cool. I love uh, true stories that in the credits they show those pictures and you can compare and contrast. That's always sometimes my favorite parts of those types of films. But um, can you tell me a bit about the cinematography and the visuals of Blinded by the Light? Oh man, I have to say that it definitely did look like a music video at times. Because when you looked at it, um, sometimes there were lyrics going around the whole picture. And so you would see this and like they had a wall and this wall had lightning. And then the minute the lightning struck, there was lyrics that said some of Bruce Springsteen's song. And that was simply fantastic. And then after that, you got to go ahead and see some scenes where they jumped in midair and the picture would just stop right there and then go ahead and turn around. And it was just so amazing because I absolutely loved how they showed this and it interacted and made both something so beautiful as in well a music video and a movie come together to make a new art form that we all love yeah that is so unique I've never heard of anything like that before in a film that makes me want to watch this even more but um so, do you think that there could be anything to improve on in this film? I would honestly have to say no. I would have to say that the plot and everything fell together with both the music as well as the way that they portrayed the story. And everything was like a gigantic puzzle piece that made a terrific story come together. Well, that makes me so happy to hear. 
You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about Bennett's War, Illuminated, the true story of Illuminati, Dora and the Lost City of Gold, Gumby, the 80s series, Volume 2, and we're going to continue talking with Morgan about Blinded by the Light. So you've been telling me a lot about the music, and so do you think that um, this film is a form of a tribute to Bruce Springsteen and his songs? In a way, yes. It is definitely something that I think is a tribute to him as well as his songs. And I think it's also something that tells us what it was like back in the 80s and um, something that tells us a little bit what his time period was like when he was really popular or becoming popular, I should say. Okay, cool. Yeah, I was curious about that because we've seen over the past um, year or so a lot of um, tributes to big music stars. So I was just curious about that. Yeah, but, like Rocket Man. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, do you think there are similarities um, on, from between Blinded by the Light and like Rocket Man and Bohemian Rhapsody? Um, I would have to say. No, not really, because the well, the other rock stars and such, they did quite a few different things than him, and their music is not as similar as his, I would have to say. Okay, cool. So it's yes. like, and it's... And this music was basically about how it's so touching and how it really deals with a lot of deep subjects, and the other movies were kind of about how the rock stars had done bad things in the past and how they changed their lifestyles. Okay, and so um, could you elaborate a little bit more on what you think, um, how the music plays a role in the film? Oh, the music, I think that it brought out a lot of different aspects because they always played it at the right time and it always somehow collaborated with the scene. And this is something that, well, was inspiring because it could make you jump in a way. And it was something that was inspiring because it not only inspired you, but it also inspired the main character by the lyrics. So I really did like the way that they portrayed this with the music. And that was something that really did affect the film because it showed how a character or even a person could really like music because of the way that it turns with just the lyrics themselves and the beat. And I like how they showed that with this film. I'm really excited to see this, um, the music and everything about this film that you've been telling me. It just makes it sound like such a wonderful experience. And so, um, did you have a favorite character while watching the film? I would have to say that would be the main character because he has a very well, rough time with the people around him, like his father and his other students, because he's going through college. So when he's going through college and everything, you know, he's having a very rough time. And even his family, you know, is giving him a bit of a hard time. So when you're actually dealing with this, you have to go ahead and, well, he lets it out through his music, which I do enjoy a lot. Nice. And so, um, did you have a favorite part in the film? Ooh, my favorite part? I would honestly have to say that I have two, but my absolute favorite out of all of them would be the part when the main character actually throws out his papers and everything, and he's, like, about ready to just give up on life um, and his writing and all that. And then finally, 
uh, he hears one of the Bruce Springsteen songs that one of his friends gave to him, and then after that, you know, his whole world just changed. And he, we get to go ahead and see this, like, entire cinematic scene with lightning and storms and all kinds of different things happening at once, and it just really turns the whole world upside down. Wow, that sounds like a point breaker in the film. And so, um, what are some of the messages that they convey through all these emotions and struggles um, with the characters? Mm, darn, I would have to say that point breaker is probably that you shouldn't give up. You should always try again. Be yourself no matter what. And I would have to say those are some of the main morals as well as point breakers and also sometimes you have to grow apart from your family like at one point in time you do have to you know just grow away or move away and do what you have to do to become your own person that's a really some beautiful messages and so finally what would you say um the age range and star rating should be wow i would have to say that the age rating would probably be 13 and up Anywhere from like 18, I would say, would like this, or even adults. Anybody who's a Bruce Springsteen fan themselves or a music fan would like this. Um, my mom actually liked this, and she wasn't even too much of a Bruce Springsteen fan herself. And I find that this is something that's universal with the meanings and morals of the film as well as the music. So I do find that a lot of people would enjoy this, even kids. And the age, sorry, I just said age, I mean stars. The stars for this would probably be five out of five Bruce singing stars. Bruce Springsteen singing stars would absolutely be what I would rate this. Awesome. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak with you, Morgan. And I've learned so much about this film and I'm thrilled to watch it. So thank you once again. No problem. Thank you for having me. Of course, so I'm going to check out this film, and I hope you can too, in theaters today. Thank you so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, and to learn how you can join our Kids First Film Critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel and look for our reviews on Press for Kids, kidsworld.com, and Kidsville news. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for Voice America and iHeartRadio. Today's show is sponsored by Octonaut Season 3. And another quick reminder, Kids First has launched their crowdfunding campaign to help support our film credits program. We are halfway to our goal of $15,000 and today we ask for your support to help expand Kids First training and educational opportunities for kids, both nationally and around the world. 100% of our donations supports Kids First film critics training and implementation. To donate, go to www.crowdrise.com slash help kids first expand training and audience. Thank you so much. I'm Sahiba. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week.